0: yellow this is oral hygiene it's a podcast where you talk about educational films caught and experimental films interesting documentaries matt is talking to you here andrew will be talking momentarily
1: that's right i'm talking to you from here
0: right so uh it's a it's a, do- a relatively recent documentary i guess new york times produced documentary yeah yeah um,
1: 2019
0: and this is um the britain's first female rock band was, was the name yeah britain's first female rock band with the almost famous uh nomenclature attached which i actually did yeah. recently so it's like we're kind of doubling down um <laughs> so <laughs> about the, the liver birds even though it looks like they're liver birds which is not a cute sounding name
1: <laughs> which is weird because they're named after the liver bird which is like the official bird of Liverpool, which we say Liverpool. So, how do we, why do we say Liverpool, but we don't say liver bird or liver birds?
0: Because that would be a terrible name for a band of ladies.
1: Liver birds. It, it kind of sounds... still is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I had never
0: heard of them. Had you? No, that's my, that's one of the reasons I, I got on this one. Cause as you know, I have like savant level knowledge of like, you know, 60s music scenes and, and beyond jazz, all that. I have, I have lots of musical knowledge and this one is never. I'm, I'm wondering if I might have read them as like a footnoted in a, a book somewhere and just kind of like not really noticed because it was just like another band on the, that night was the Birds or something, whatever, right? But yeah, this was, I mean, it was almost like watching a mockumentary, but it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. You sit there going like, God, this really did happen. And I guess it's because they were really only around for about five years. Um, they really didn't they they were really mostly their success was in Germany and also they only had three original songs
0: correct so I mean you know you get away with that in the mid-60s but uh yeah I, I guess I you know 65 66 is where you could like couldn't really get away with that
1: anymore I guess yeah no I just I just loved hearing the story and it sucks that uh this wasn't done like you know 10 or 11 years earlier because they all were alive I think the uh they they did a reunion. They they all lived to reunite in uh, in the late '90s, but by the time this documentary was produced, there were only two living: the drummer and the bass player, singer.
0: Yeah, I found a YouTube another YouTube video which had um the those two surviving ones with some some younger ladies on stage. But
1: uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a, this no, this is cool. I loved hearing how they formed because it was basically like, uh, they they got into the Beatles right. In their earliest times. And uh, then they just were like, we should do this. We should play, which is bizarre because Beatlemania and all of that, um, girls and women were meant to just sort of scream and adore the band, not be in their own.
0: But well, I mean, they looked at that and said, hey, that's cool. I want to do that, you know? Which is, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: they were appreciating
0: the music, I guess, more. So um, I did find it interesting. They, i i looked up just a week earlier like i was like what is the earliest beatles footage and yeah the own this some other guy film uh track it seems to be the only thing they were uh, they have video of them in the cavern so that was kind of interesting
1: <laughs> yeah no the, the whole thing to me was a little mind-blowing um because my thing was was like okay well first of all they made john lennon kind of look shitty
0: wait john cause... Lennon was shitty in the 60s <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the that's one of the reasons I, I find Lennon interesting because he was a complete prick and kind of realized it and steamed to in later in life like you know like self- improve himself
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of live as an apology for how I was or at least live out the rest of his life as a to make as a make good but uh yeah, because he was the one that told them, I think they got backstage to meet the Beatles and uh, John told them that girls shouldn't play or didn't play. Uh, guitar, yeah. When Yoko no. was
0: around, she would have slapped him if he said that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So you you definitely know this is early, but yeah. W- one of the mind blowing things about it was just how many bands. When she starts to list all the bands that the Live Birds opened for, it's nuts.
0: Right, right. It, it, again, it it's almost like you know, like like the Mighty Wind, you know, bands or something. Exactly. But that's again, a it's real
1: way to describe it. Yeah, but this really totally happened.
0: Right, right. So I don't know. We used to play in lots of bands. I'm sure we said something probably not quite as um, misogynistic in that way. But um, but I'm sure we said something absolutely horrible when we were 18 and playing gigs. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, I do remember in practice, um, like a lot of girls would hang around practice. Like that was kind of a, a thing for a while. Uh, it's everybody like the people's girlfriends or the girl- girlfriends plus their friends. I can remember times when, you know, they were just all sitting on the floor and we we're playing. And I remember like asking, cause I knew a few of them could sing. I was like, does anybody want to just sing? And I was never taken up on it, but I clearly remember after the fetal pigs, our first band that uh, Chris Jones, which is on an earlier episode that he was in with us. I remember after that band um, dissolved, wanting the next thing we did to have a girl from our school be the singer and i'd actually asked kristen pettigrew to do it and she was going to do i don't remember why it didn't happen but uh yeah i I can remember wanting girls in the band not not the off yeah yeah i mean what
0: I think the thing here is it's all female. I mean, they're, you know, you got the Jefferson Airplane where you have a prominent female member or, you know, like yeah. a airport convention, you know, Sandy Denny. Although I guess even all that's like a couple of years after this. But uh, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. girl groups like the Shirelles and stuff at this this point in time, really. Yeah, oh, no, uh, it, it totally is. Sorry, one 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 aside on those band practices. Do you remember what I'd show up with for my dinner? No, I don't. No, um, because we this was around dinner time. I get home from school and then come to your place for the practice, right? So I I hadn't eaten anything yet. We'd play till like seven or eight. So, um, the first couple of times I showed up with like real food, and and would get half my food stolen by you know cute girls, right? So, <laughs> I just started showing up with fried clams, and like nobody wanted that. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, fried clams.
0: Yeah, for like long John silvers or Captain D's or something. I just show with fried oh clams. God, and dude. then nobody wanted to share my food anymore.
1: But that, <laughs> you know, that, that, that was, yeah, I know that's a real technique. Cause later when um, we'd be out in the van, like going somewhere uh, or on a, any sort of trip. Um, Dan, the drummer who also drove the van, he would always buy like the grossest snacks at the store or all the most obscure brands. So nobody would ever want to steal what he his snacks that he had for the van. Yeah, you
0: find the weird thing you want and uh and yeah, you roll it that way. <laughs> yeah, um, so no
1: way. no, I have no recollection of of the times we practiced or anything anyone ate. It's it's all very foggy for me.
0: Something here that's it's, it's one of them was like thinking about being a nun or something that was that that's trippy.
1: so cool it was yeah mary who was the uh yeah who, who played bass and sang um because yeah they're a four-piece and so they had drums they had uh lead singer they had guitar and then they had bass and so yeah mary was gonna be a nun but she went for rock and roll instead you just no? all you usually hear about is the rock and roll lifestyle cuz they do talk about some drug use not like heavy uh although one of them did eventually get hooked on cocaine i think and among other things one of the ones that died had a drug problem but not the nun
0: right um yeah cuz there's a j-pop group of, uh, about 10 years ago the funky monkeys babies nothing funky about them whatsoever completely unfunky <laughs> it was like <laughs> even yeah that's that, like japan's bad about that there's like a band called acid man i'm like oh that's gonna be awesome like crazy dub not just generic like kind of like fake punk rock <laughs> so anyway <laughs> the but, acid port? I, I, it's just a name it has there there's um a girl a, a female singer that goes by the name superfly but she's just a she's just a j-pop singer she's not doing like you know like 70s funk or anything that's, that's not- a thing too. Anyway, the point is, um, don't get excited that there it's a funky name. They, it was like super like not funky music because the producer would just stand at like a turntable or something, not really doing anything and waving his arms around. I mean, he had already done his job. He's a producer, but no live music, two singers, not quite in key with each other, <laughs> but they were a big band. But anyway, that producer famously quit to go become a Zen monk because he's like my, my whole life, I've, you know, my, my family, I'm in the lineage to. Be the next Zen monk in his family, and so I'm going to be a big pop star for five years, and then go be a Zen monk, which I guess is what he's been doing for the past eight years or
1: so. That's pretty badass. No, I, I, the, I think the big thing about this is why didn't they become more famous? What was it that that stopped them from becoming uh, not as famous? And one of the decisions they made was the uh, the Beatles' manager was actually interested in managing them, um, but they turned him down.
0: Yep. It's it's like you know I've been making music with uh with Scott for years. He's like, oh, we just need to find our own Epstein, uh, the Brian Epstein, excuse me. You got to qualify that these days. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. So I, actually, he I hasn't been saying that so much recently. So yeah, <laughs> but, no, yeah. It it's like point. yeah,
1: you got to specify.
0: They got they got him thrown in their face and turned them down. And, and again, like you mentioned, like it, well, um, the Rolling Stones, their manager basically locked Mick and Keith in rooms that you're not coming out till you write five songs (laughs) like they were, the Rolling Stones were not interested in writing songs. They got forced into it. So maybe, you know, they had gotten a little more pushed. uh, That could have happened. The the Beatles were pretty quick to write songs on their own, of course, and then start giving them out to other people. But uh, yeah, there
1: was, um, you know, so when I watched it, I wondered that. I also wondered about their image because they we're, they were not dressing like a like a, a girl group would dress. You know, you you think of like the girl bands, and you think of groups like Fanny or the Runaways. You know, there was like a, a conscious sort of sex appeal that these bands had, but that wasn't something that the Liverbirds were interested in doing.
0: No, they they wanted to basically dress more or less like the the boys. I guess they had a little bit more floral and stuff, which just made them look psychedelic a few years early. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, there, yeah,
1: there wasn't a whole lot of that either.
0: I feel like it's kind of a similar look that uh, Moe Tucker and the Velvet Underground had.
1: It is no, you're. That's a great way to describe it. They just, yeah, they're they're one of those. You use the term early on in the in the show of almost famous, and it's they were like playing to large crowds. They were really well liked. But um, if there, I think if there was one thing that made the difference with them, and they're not regretful or anything. I mean, it's the, the new interviews and stuff, which propelled the narrative of the documentary. Um, they seem to be more glad that they became lifelong friends. That's kind of what they got out of it, which I thought it was wonderful. But uh, when watching it, you can't just think, you know, if they'd have done this thing, would they have gone elsewhere? Do you think it would have mattered, or it just the world wasn't ready for something like that? Like the pop music wasn't ready for something like that. It was male dominated. I think it was a bad choice. <laughs> well, it would be for me because I'm deathly allergic to it. Oh, right. But I mean, as a song too, right? It's just that's not a good song. <laughs> no, it's not. And if they put jelly in there, well, you basically have a what a maxi pad with shit and um, uh blood clots on it.
0: Yeah, and then they play. I think the next cut was one of their original songs, and it wasn't bad at
1: all. So it's like no, dude, it wasn't. And I think songs. I, I feel like Mary was the one that wrote them. Like she may have uh, been the
0: known... I, I, no. Actually, uh, Pam was the guitarist. Oh, it was Pam. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, checked but, that uh, right before we got on
1: on the line. Oop. So, uh, but there is a there is a musical, a stage musical about them, and uh, it seemed like it was kind of a hit, and they're actually part of it they come out at the end and play with the like actors who are, who are supposed to be their group. Right. So the surviving members come out on stage. I thought that was great.
0: Yeah. Like I said, you can see it. I, I did run a few uh, extra YouTube videos, which uh, had the full one of that. So it's kind of interesting to see. Cool, um, yeah. I
1: would love to see video of the 98 reunion. Yeah. With I, all four.
0: I put it in my um, notes, but I, I, I listed what my, my sixties girl group is. What is it? okay if you don't remember you gotta take a guess
1: i don't remember the shags
0: you've heard the shags yeah
1: i totally forgot about the shags (laughs) because they that is just
0: weird stuff so god talk about twilight zone
1: yeah no i i recorded that off of you at one point but it was again for its novelty value
0: yeah you know? but it is weirdly hypnotic as well so <laughs> no it
1: is and of us i was the one that ended up playing with a lot of all-girl groups or all all women groups and having bands that release half women um later on um but uh yeah as far as the history of uh all female groups are concerned if the Liverbirds are not the first uh who would be the first
0: um well like yeah i guess we can't count the girl groups because they they would have already been around keep in we're mind this is, rock groups this is about the time the self-contained band really becomes a thing too so you couldn't have gone too much earlier you know
1: no and uh you know if you go earlier than that well there's no real rock and roll per se yeah it's i'd like say
0: when- you know the crickets would be the the closest thing you're going to get before about 62 yeah so maybe they were yeah otherwise it's you know it's vocal girl groups right so um and i'm trying to think of what what is the first uh like straight up like rockers because uh I, you know the runaways is what comes to mind but i'm not sure that's correct
1: yeah it's either it's either fanny or the runaways and i feel like there's a documentary coming out about them
0: yeah so uh because that that's definitely different because um you know 63 especially in england they're still you, they weren't really going nuts yet, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> they were on stage.
1: <laughs> but the idea of putting it together in a, in a, in a space where men were kind of the ones dominating it. I think that's, I mean, that's where the, the appeal lies for me just to hear them say that that was their, their kind of MO that they really wanted to do the same thing.
0: Well, initial pioneers usually have a pretty tough road to hoe. I mean, you know, with filmmakers, with some of the filmmakers that, we do here you know we've done the uh cinema and transgression folks we've done stand brackage it's like those those guys never had a ton of money you know no. and not that many people have really seen their work but it's permeated into other stuff
1: yeah so be like you watch seven
0: the... and you're like oh wow those are cool credits everyone saw seven right well that's because brackage figured
1: out how to do that stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's true and being the first at least having this sort of recognition in their lifetime before they're all dead, I think is great. So that's why uh, this documentary is so cool is because you actually got a couple of them before. I mean, cause they're still alive, but for how long?
0: Yeah. Cause I'm saying, I'm trying to think of another um, 60s girl group other than the shags, like all girl group. And I'm kind of not hitting anything.
1: <laughs> no, no. Someone would have to. And if there was, you would probably know but I do think it's cool that you had no awareness of these yeah, uh, prior to seeing this. So that's right. That's yeah. Cool. That
0: blew my mind again. That's why I kept watching a mockumentary. I'm not, this is weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, yeah, it's, it, it's a part of a series that the New York times, I don't know if they still do it, but yeah, in 2019, they put this out. And so um, I had no idea who they were either. And thanks to this video, we do.
0: Um. So what, what is your, ultimate girl group because of course uh, you know we got lots more from the 90s up which is good
1: <laughs> yeah so all all women group ultimate yeah. all women group yeah oh, for man. you for me um i would say big Joni probably they're the best
0: Oh, actually, I don't know. I thought you were going to say something, you know, Bikini Killer, Sleater Kenny or something. So, <laughs>
1: uh, no, I really enjoy those groups, but I don't tend to listen to them as much anymore. Um, I tend to m- enjoy uh, some of the newer stuff. And uh, Big Joni is probably my favorite. So, if you get a chance, check them out. Yeah.
0: Not, it's not a band, of course, but um, I've always really liked uh, PJ Harvey, Songs from the City, Songs from the Sea, or whatever it is, which is weird because mm-hmm. I actually don't like most of her albums. Not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just not, you know, like what I feel like hearing that day. It's a little it's a little too angular, I guess.
1: It, it, yeah, no, it can be abrasive at times. You got PJ's got so many different records that you can kind of almost put one on to fit the mood. She's got but, a lot of different Yeah, that, that
0: that particular album though really does do it for me. That that's for me, I've always thought that's what um Wayne's girlfriend should sound like in Wayne's world. She'd oh, come off doing that instead. Holy crap! Of course, then she would have teared Wayne's head off, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, stories from the city, yeah, that's um, that 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 one's a more accessible, uh, a lot of a lot of like kind of poppy, yeah, material. I'm aware
0: that's that's pop than her normal jam, but um, and actually, I think one of her more recent ones I liked pretty well too is it Let England Shake, so you know, it's like definitely yeah. someone with talent that just isn't always
1: doing the sort of thing I'd like to hear, basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, yeah. Big Joni, probably. I just really love, I love their sound. Um, I love the, like all everybody on their instrument is like really, really, really unique in what they're getting out of the instrument. uh, The sound does come out accessible. (laughs) so
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which, which is important. Um, uh I, I think a few years ago i was rolling through the slater kenny which i for me that's about a 50 50 rate, which is pretty good because a lot of bands you know suck harder than that so
1: <laughs> yeah no all hands on the bad one is my favorite uh slater Kinney record I, I like them all but that one's my favorite
0: Although i, I do have to admit, i like portlandia better in the end but
1: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, you know, that's a, that's what I think of uh, of of her now. I guess, <laughs> and that, when I'm like, oh, wait, she's in a band too. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, anytime they they have a band in the show, it's always funny because you're like, oh right.
0: Fred. Well, yeah, in that case, both of them are like pretty top flight musicians. <laughs> oh my god,
1: Fred Armisen, yes, yes, definitely.
0: Have uh, you seen some of his ah uh, his quote unquote drum lectures? It was Great. fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
0: and the uh oh what what is what is the guy that loves Margaret Thatcher?
1: <laughs> oh no, you know what? Uh god, there's a there's a there's one SNL skit. I know you had to see the YouTube clip where they've got like their old punk band they get it back together for the Oh, that's what I'm talking. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's that's something different. Yeah, that that, that is one of my favorites. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like um Food fight in the parking lot or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, The yeah. song that they did. I'm like, D-6 this is the wedding cake. Really... <laughs> well, yes, because
0: I got like, yeah, you know, Fred got his chops. Dave rolls there, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, Bill Hader's one of them too.
0: With with the the fail the mic fail. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Dave I, I, I'm like, is that what's that intentional or was that an actual mic fail? i I, I Uh, hope it was an actual mic fail so
1: it was because you know it's a live show so that's part of the exciting thing about seeing it live yeah yeah so uh, yeah i didn't do that when i played at a wedding (laughs) but
0: we we, yeah maybe one day we can make that happen (laughs) (laughs) that'd be fine with me dude what are you making happen these days then
1: uh let's see my friends and I here in Athens, we make movies together. We are called Don Zorific, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. We got a YouTube. We got an Instagram. We got a face Space. We got a, a Twitter. We got all those things. And we got a lot of movies coming out uh, this year. And I'll, I'm sure I'll mention it as the time gets closer on one of these very episodes.
0: And this is Oral Hygiene. We are on Facebook Twitter, all those things. You're listening to it now, so you got this far. Um, we're under the umbrella Podcastio Podcastius on Patreon, where we talk about sci-fi movies, and other folks talk about Monster Hunter and Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> it's got the accent right. So
1: Pokemon,
0: Pokemon,
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on, Cletus,
0: <laughs> Pika Pika. <laughs> That's what a liver bird sounds like. Pika, pika.
1: <laughs> pika, pika, a Did you advance the film strip? Are you
0: on the final page? Well done.